0: Mickey and
1: Willie. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Welcome to This Strange Life. I'm Mickey, the
2: conduit between the the motherfucking freaks and the geeks. Good to be with you today on a Wednesday, a sweaty Wednesday in Bangkok. This is Willie, the real deal. And uh, our third (laughs) member, official member. Is Jimmy, I'm
3: not Brian (laughs) Redband. (laughs) Greetings, everyone. Jimmy, I'm not Brian Redbang, Bangkok. But I'm still looking for an alter ego. (laughs) Answers on a postcard. Answers on a
1: postcard, please. Find me on
2: the streets, in the gutters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today, uh, I'm super happy, uh, super happy, uh, and it's, it's another one in our kind of health series of podcasts where we're trying to... Really uh, help you guys out there and and build you build you up because we want our listeners to be uh, as healthy as as the as us the hosts yeah and just looking around we're you know we're all looking pretty buff today three Adonis's <laughs> longevity is our unique selling proposition <laughs> yes indeed uh, so today uh, without further ado please welcome uh, Clive Dakal Clive uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself please.
0: Yeah, hello there. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. <laughs> well, I'm a health consultant from England, and I got started on this route uh, when I was very young. Um, I, knew, I knew a girl who was interested in macrobiotic food, and uh, this was 45 years ago or something, longer actually, frightening, uh, and really nobody ever heard of macrobiotic food at that point. And I got introduced at an early age to sort of health and uh, I got taught how to do hand self healing in my early twenties. Not that I ever used it. Uh, then I went into optics. When it was when I was in optics, uh, I took an antibiotic, really stupid thing to do, and that antibiotic, or a uh, course weeks course of antibiotics, uh, absolutely almost killed me. I was in hospital. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. And after weeks and weeks in hospital, they said it was hopeless. There's nothing. More- Nothing they could do. Oh, and what,
1: what, what did they prescribe you antibiotics for, uh, Clive?
0: Oh, well, it was really stupid of me. I had some spots on my face, and I was embarrassed mm. about the spots on my face, and the doctor should have said, well, stop eating that rubbish food. Don't stop eating Mars bars every day twice. Oh,
1: so it was something yeah. very but, mundane, right?
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. And it almost killed me. Uh, you know, So uh, I'm very wary about antibiotics. You know, at the same time, Uh, About 15 years ago, I was working with a medical doctor out in India, and I watched him curing all sorts of things with antibiotics. So while antibiotics can be very effective, they can also be uh, really, really, really dangerous. At that point, if I'd listened to what the doctors were advising me, the drugs they were offering me, I would be dead. But I'd worked it out myself. I worked out by reading books in hospital that I was low on minerals. And I got wheeled out in a wheelchair, I started taking minerals and vitamins and all the symptoms that the doctors said were incurable were cured except one which w- it left me with with type 1 diabetes you know for mm. people who've got diabetes type 2 diabetes can be reversed in 30 days you know, nobody needs to suffer from type 2 diabetes in this world but type 1 isn't so easy
1: yeah Wow! So uh, I, I must admit, I, I heard your podcast with with Greg from uh, the Higher Side Chats, Cal, uh, Clive, and um, uh, the, the story was 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 amazing. You, you were literally on death's door, right? In hospital, you, you were you were you were in pretty bad shape, and through taking, I think it was mag- magnesium, a few other things, right? You you pretty much reversed that that uh, that situation, and you were out of there in a few days, right?
0: Well, um, you know, aside from the type. Excuse me, I've been seeing people all day in my. uh,
1: (coughs) Need a bit of vitamin C. Too too
0: much much talking, not enough water. So, um, you know, I got to the stage where I'd become arthritic as a result of what the antibiotics had done. Uh, So, you know, and that was why I couldn't walk or or move at all. And, uh, sorry, just hold on one second.
1: No problem. If you need to take a couple of minutes to have a drink of water, a few moments, we can we can cut it out, Clive. It's no problem.
0: Okay. Water ingested. <laughs> so,
3: how, how old were you, Clive, when when this was happening?
0: I was about 32. Okay. So, uh, okay. 33. Okay. Please go ahead. So, um uh, I realized that the doctors didn't know the answers. Then I saw a friend of mine sent to death by the doctors, given weeks to live with cancer, and uh, he didn't die. He lived another twenty years because he did a similar took a similar route to me of vitamins, minerals, reasonably healthy eating. And he took 35 grams of vitamin C every day at mm. the advice of uh, Linus Pauling, who was the only man as an individual to win the Nobel Prize twice. Yeah. He up Linus Pauling, this famous guy. Yeah. Yeah. John think, Brisson
1: mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but 35 grams of vitamin C then was different to the vitamin C you get now. Most of the vitamin C now, at least the ascorbic acid, maybe other types. Is made uh, from genetically modified corn in China. So in the old days, people used to take vitamin C and really have little problem with it. Uh, now I get a lot of people who say, "Oh, I get a stomach ache when I take vitamin C." That's because they're taking the wrong type. Yeah.
1: What is our What is our What is the human race's obsession with corn? It, it's just cheap, right, and and easily malleable. So I, I think I think we're all like ninety five percent corn at this at this rate, aren't we, Clive? All All made up of corn. <laughs>
0: Well, certainly people have got to be very careful about what they eat these days. You know, is food as good as it was five years ago? Uh it, well the general run of the mill food, no, it's not. Not as good as ten years ago, twenty years ago, back in I can't remember what year, something like nineteen thirty one or something like that. No, nineteen thirty four I think it was. The American government is on record of saying that the soils are so depleted that uh man can't uh, get full sustenance from food anymore. Yeah. That was the area yeah. The, the dust bowl, all that happened, and they, you know they were using agriculture that was destroying everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, because ah. uh, I, I mean, our ancient ancestors—they had it worked out, didn't they? And we all learnt about this in in school, didn't we? The crop rotation that you do—one year of this, one year of that—and then you have a fallow year, and you're supposed to let the the soil rejuvenate itself, and and, and you know get get sort of mineral get remineralised, and if that's a word. Uh, and I think we're just thrashing the hell out of it, aren't we, Clive? There's, no, there's just no let-up, is there, in our sort of insatiable demand for, for output. And, and Mother Nature but, is, is trying to tell us something, aren't they? Isn't she?
0: Luckily, the solutions are really obvious. I mean, the thing about crop rotation is it's not natural. You go into a forest, there is no crop rotation. Yeah. There can be an abundance of everything. But no, nobody's rotating the crops. That's because it's nicely balanced. And, um, you know, as you probably know, that the research now has proven that trees, so to speak, hold, hold hands using their root system and yeah. a strong tree will help support a weak tree. But it's not it's interspecies. It's not just trees. Yeah. This you know, myce- is-, is
1: it mycelium? It's, it's all to do with mushrooms. And uh, uh, I think. Yes. Yeah.
0: Mycelium net is, is the, the net of fungus under just under the soil. Yeah. So but not only that. Um, the, the system that I remember when I was young, and as you go back in history more and more so, that fields were small. They weren't huge mega fields. So, what happened was that the trees grew up around the field. You know, you'd have a family field, for instance, with trees around it. Yeah. And the trees send down their roots, do the mining, bring up all those minerals from deep down there. And shed them every autumn in the form of leaves, revitalizing remineralizing the soil, but of course now in a megafield, where are the minerals coming from
1: yeah exactly i mean I mean is isn't the programs where we actually artificially put minerals into the soil? I think there is Clive. but
0: well after World War one you know World War one, there were factories making phosphorus, nitrogen sulfur those were the uh you know, potassium. There were there were lots of highly flammable materials that could be made into bombs, and they had a lot of factories making this stuff. So, not wanting to waste it, It turns out that MPK—that's uh, uh, nitrogen, uh, uh, potassium, and uh, phosphorus—they um, uh, um, uh, they they're the only three minerals. As you may have got those right that uh, allows... Plants will grow just with those three minerals. So they started putting MPK fertilizer on the plants, and they grew. But while they looked good, it didn't mean they'd uptaken any minerals from the soil. And increasingly, with the use of Roundup, you know, glyphosate, Monsanto's product, how that works, its method of action, is to deprive the weeds, so-called weeds, of minerals. So you spray glyphosate on now the plant can't uptake minerals and it withers away 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 and dies and so when they harvest wheat these days if it's been grown uh, with with the use of glyphosate then uh, eight days or something before harvest a lot of farmers have discovered this they spray a lethal dose of glyphosate on their own wheat plants they dry up so it's less you know it's not wet waste it's our dry dry waste so you kill the plant, and when you have a you kill a plant the seeds uh, get the benefit in that all the remaining life force of the plant is put into the seeds so <laughs> people are now eating wheat from wheat seeds that have been hyper drenched in
1: how short sighted how short sighted and of course this this is working our way into working its way into our into our bodies as well and uh, have you heard clive and do you know if there's any studies that this is actually killing of course, it kills the bacteria in the soil and in the field, but it also kills our internal flora as well. Uh, have you seen any studies on that? I, I, I'm sure I, I saw something about that, Clive.
0: Uh, there's been mass masses of studies. You know, you go to a doctor or something they say, "Oh, well, you know, there's no proof." Oh, yes, there's a smoking gun to all of this because it's global uh, global poisoning, you might say. I mm. mean, intolerance. When I was young
1: wheat I've intolerance yeah
0: well you know we both wheat yeah intolerance intolerance yeah, uh, when yeah. I was young, and i've asked everybody of my sort of age ever you know you remember when, when we were young ever know anybody, anybody Well, you didn't eat bread and stuff like that nobody i've never found any one person who's ever heard of any gluten or wheat intolerance prior to 1986 when uh, glyphosate came out I mean, i'm sure it did exist since you know, everybody's going to be allergic to some things but it was so uncommon that you didn't generally hear of it
3: yeah yeah
1: yeah well when i was a kid i i do remember that there was like one person i knew who had some kind of uh, irritable bowel or something and and that was it yeah but now it's like one out of 3 of people i know have got some kind of uh, gluten intolerance wheat intolerance something intolerance for for real though or are they just sort of buying into the to the sort
3: of hysteria no, of things you
1: know
0: Lots of people have got bowel issues. And, of course, the good thing, everything we're talking about really has quite easy answers to it. You know, If your bowel has been damaged by antibiotics, if your bowel has been damaged uh, by the uh, pesticides and herbicides and what have you, uh, then you can fix it. And our ancestors used to, do, generally speaking, to get through a cold winter, for example, uh, put food, foods away for the winter so they'd hang... Meats up to dry, and they'd be covered in bacteria. They make cheeses and wines and beers and pickles and what have you. All of them rich in bacteria. So if their gut had been some way being damaged by something, uh, you know, maybe they'd eat, eaten a poisonous plant by accident or something. I've I, I no idea what, but they would be replenishing the healthy bacteria in their gut every year in winter, and also because they'd just be picking food in the forest. Inevitably, they'd be eating a bit of bit of earth here and there uh, with the food and getting. Uh, probiotics uh, from the soil as well, and uh, but nowadays we're living in this bacteriophobic world where yes. soap is antibacterial, everything's antibacterial, and so and we're totally destroying one way or another all the good bacteria yeah. that has lived in symbiosis with us.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're so goddamn sanitised in in every single facet of our life. I mean, Christ, don't get me started on on media and you know, uh, politics and whatever, but just at the basest uh, level of our lives, we don't get out in the mud anymore. Kids don't play in the shit and come in with the f- fingers all dirty, in the face all dirty. I'll tell you what, I, I, am, I don't have a child at the moment, Clive. I don't know if you've got kids, but as soon as I do, the first thing I'll do is get them outdoors, crawling around in the mud. And I know my wife would kill me if she heard me say that, but it's good for you. It's good for you. Getting get in, in amongst this this dirt and crap.
0: Well, I mean, let's say you had no money and you wanted a mineral supplement. Okay, you got no money at all, not a penny. Yeah. But let's say you're lucky enough to have a bucket and spade. You go into the into the old forest. Yeah. Uh, dig, dig up some earth. Uh, find a spring. Pour lots of pour water into the muddy earth. Get some muslin. Strain strain it. Strain off the earth. And you're going to have a dark brown liquid full of minerals. You know, all life would be in the forest, wouldn't it? Every <laughs> insect, every, every bit of life has gone down into the soil in the forest. And if you don't feel like going with a bucket and spade and doing it yourself, you can buy fulvic minerals, which are soil-based minerals from millions of years ago. That You, know, you can find fulvic minerals in every soil, er, anywhere, fulvic and humic substances, but around 30-odd million years ago, life on Earth was different. You know, the animals were a lot larger. There were about four times the species that there are now, you know, pre-cataclysm. You know, the, the evidence is huge of things were bigger then. Yeah. Anyway, um, fulvic minerals are deposited in various places around the world, particularly in the United States. And um, uh, you can mine them and uh, basically... Uh, suck the minerals out using water. And the, the, the most famous stuff comes from Utah, but I don't like that stuff so much. It's much older. The, the stuff that's about thir- 34,000 years, it can't be accurate. You know, in the 30,000 million years old, that seems to be the most powerful. And first time I tried it, I, you know, I'm not very sensitive to stuff. I don't often notice the difference. The first time I tried fulvic minerals, I really noticed the difference. And the second, the first person I ever gave it to was uh, a friend of mine who's three months pregnant and she took it as a general tonic. And within three days, she rang me up to tell me her morning sickness had stopped. It's not that it's the cure Fuck. for the morning sickness, but, but it was for her. Yeah. She, she lacked the essential minerals for her body just to work normally.
1: So, so this, Clive, this is Fulvic. How, how do you spell that? Uh,
0: F for Freddie, S. Oh, yeah. U L V I C.
1: Okay, because because I thought you said yeah, uh, and because I thought it was volvic like volcano, but it's not. It's fulvic. Yes, okay, I understand. I understand.
0: It, it's sometimes known as fulvic acid.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Fulvic acid, fulvic minerals. It's basically describing the same substance, but the quality varies dramatically, and the strength varies. and have been variants. Is 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 there but, any
1: particular brand you would recommend to our listeners? Uh,
0: well, yes, yes, there is, and. Um, uh if anybody wants to uh look on my website which is kivesdecole.com uh they will see uh details about it I've um, not it's not if, it's not on my website at this moment it's one of those jobs to do with the portfolio up there I took it took it down for various reasons and I'm about to put put it up again but um there, is, I have a second site. Yeah, you know, one of my, my main site is CliveDekal dot com. The second site I've got is called secrethealthclub.com.
1: Secrethealthclub.com. Ooh, secret. Okay, uh, I like
0: it. And uh, so uh, I in the very near future everything I do will be a secret health club and it's not it's not a money making thing per se, but uh, people will uh Want want, uh, to be part of the secret health club because you know in in the world I can say certain things, but there's certain words I can't use. Uh, You know, I'll say these words, but they're spelt with a K to to define (laughs) deaf. You'll get the idea. You know, yeah. uh, uh, The word cure is spelt with a K, and the word cancer is spelt with a a K. If if one was to spell them the conventional way, one can get into trouble. It's so ridiculous. Indeed, sir. Indeed. In a club, uh, of course, you, you, you're a little freer than that because in clubs, people can do what the club rules are. So uh, there's, only, there's only one rule that the Secret Health Club
3: You has. don't talk about Secret Health Club. Is that the first rule?
0: Uh, no, no, no. no you won't talk about it. But, I think, <laughs> uh, uh, basically, the, the rule is something along the lines of uh, uh, do you agree to total health freedom? Something along those lines. Amen. Uh, you know, in other words, do you, do you want your life restricted by gov- government, or would you like to govern yourselves? I think everybody would like to govern themselves. Fuck they? yeah.
3: Jesus. So do you want to ask it, Willie? I think we're both thinking about the same thing here. I, I'm fascinated, Clive, by why uh, it's just gone completely over my head of the K instead of the C. And, and why, oh, why are you it, it not allowed is. to say this in public? It, it, it's just sort of flown well, out of my the, head. The, 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 19, the
0: 1939 Cancer Act, which applies to England, Scotland, and Wales, but not Northern Ireland, yeah. um, says that basically, paraphrasing, it gives a monopoly of cancer to doctors, to medical doctors, and any other profession is not allowed to claim. That they can cure cancer. They're just not allowed to. That's that's what it is. Only doctors can claim that they can cure cancer. Okay, but, and that's spelled, that's spelled with a C. It's written down in 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 the Act of Parliament. It's spelled with a C. So if you spell cancer with a K, uh, it's a totally different thing. you say sort of
3: circumnavigating the uh, circum. That that's the wrong choice of well, word. But I, you, I,
0: I, you, I, so I'm so I'm told. Okay. You know, that it, <laughs>
1: Got you. Did you know about that, Mike? Yeah. I, I didn't, actually. No, right. no. Okay. This, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. Clive, um, I, I, I want to get through so much stuff today because uh, I, I, I just love all your previous podcasts that I've listened to so much. Can you tell me about the quote on your website where you say there's three reasons? Uh, I can't remember the full quote yeah. now. Just, just sure. give us it because it's brilliant. It's fantastic.
0: Okay, well, <clears throat> you know, Doctors would have you believe there are hundreds of diseases, maybe thousands of them, and this is just fiction. There is only one health problem, and that is that you've lost it. You know, you're know, you either healthy, in which case you have no disease, or you're not healthy, in which case you might have symptoms of all sorts of shit. So uh, what I specialize in is getting people healthy. Now, there are only three reasons why people lose their health in the first place. And those reasons might be like physical accident. You know, you've been hit by a car and, well, you've got a health issue, right? Then there's toxic poisoning. might be everything from your mobile phone to a phone mask nearby or being poisoned by the chlorine in the water or being poisoned by the chemicals in the food or in the air or whatever. Uh, all sorts of toxic poisonings that happen. Uh, then there's nutrient deficiency. You know, your body would self-repair perfectly if it had had no accidents, if it had no toxins, and you were eating the food, drinking the water, getting the sunshine, everything you need, breathing clean air. Well, then you you would be healthy by default. Yeah, you know, we're supposed to be, I think, healthy and happy mm-hmm. as a default state. So, to so, you know, the phrase that you were looking for is: there only three reasons why people get ill: uh, physical accident. Toxic poisoning or nutrient deficiency. Yeah, there is not. There's there is no fourth reason, and nobody is low on a drug. You're low yes. on vitamin C. But yeah. You're not low on a drug. Your body is not deficient in a drug. But being toxically poisoned by a drug—that sounds familiar, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we, and we call this, Clive, side effects, don't we? And the list is as long as your ass. It's it's just crazy, and and we're you know. Everything from uh, anal bleeding to 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 death, you know all these side effects and it's crazy that, that we that even in the face of all that, we sign up to say, okay, I'll take this medicine you know when smoking a bit of weed or taking a bit of THC oil or whatever would you know the the list of side effects there is is minimal, and yet I don't know, just because things are government sanctioned. Yes, the government has put its seal of approval on this that that's okay. That's okay, and yet things at like Mother Nature, kratom, you know, ganja, as I said before, they're, they're demonized, aren't they? And it's just absolutely crazy. It's crazy that, that, we, that we sign up to this shit.
0: I, I know a heroin addict. Uh, in fact, he's more been a methadone addict in, in the last 15 years, and he used kratom for the first time, came, came off the opiates immediately that same day doesn't want yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Completely solved his issue.
1: Uh, and Willie will, will know more than us. But Sessions is trying to shut that shit down, isn't he? At the moment, in in the US, and
0: yeah, uh, I, I think
2: I think he's trying to make it schedule one. Yeah, which is bad news. It's it's, it's shit. It's so shit. And uh,
1: yeah, I, I think the Western way of doing medicine, uh, Clive, is like a, a person cured is like a client lost, isn't it for for doctors. Uh, and, and I heard you on Greg's podcast. You said something about Chinese, uh, the fundamentals of Chinese medicine and how they thought of things. Just, just describe that because that was excellent.
0: Well, yes. Um, and it's very poignant now. You know, the, the Chinese probably have the oldest history of medicine along with the Indian Ayurvedic systems. And how the doctors used to work was they would get paid to keep your family well. So the family would employ the doctor. And the doctor would make sure everybody was healthy. And then if suddenly somebody in the family got ill, the doctor was not paid anymore until he got to his job and made sure they were healthy. So that the whole idea was the pursuit of health. But unfortunately, in modern medicine, the whole idea is the pursuit of wealth as opposed to health. Yeah.
2: I heard recently on a Sam Harris podcast that there's no correlation between how much money you spend on healthcare and and health. And how well you mean? How well you are, Willie? There's no correlation between how much money you spend on healthcare and how healthy, healthy you are. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, well, that's I mean, really I, interesting.
0: I, I believe there is because in America uh, they pay the highest amount for healthcare and they're very near the bottom of. <laughs> So I think there is positive proof that the more you yeah. pay, the worse. And, is and so there's a negative openness.
3: correlation. And correct me if I'm wrong, they're the only developed Western nation on the planet at the moment where the uh, the age, the uh, expected age of... Uh, going down. is going down. It's yeah. not going up. I life expectancy. Life expectancy, yeah. thank you. I think, I,
0: I, I, think, I think it's not just America where that's the case. Anybody, any country that's eating badly enough is going to see a d- deterioration in life expectancy it, it, or you know, is toxic enough. I mean, I'm sure it's the, uh, most of the world these days because most of the world has been corrupted with corporate pharmaceutical rubbish. Yeah, uh,
1: j- just just to keep on, Clive, uh, Clive on, on life expectancy. W- was, we're sold a little bit of a, a myth, aren't we, that that life expectancy is going up. But, but when you actually take the the mean, I, I, I'm not a uh, you might guess uh, I'm not a mathematician but I think it's the mean age of of people uh, you know 100 200 years ago that actually life expectancy isn't isn't increasing at all it, it's that they've they've included all the sort of infant mortality rates haven't they in in the uh, in the overall calculations
0: yeah yeah exactly women used to die a lot in childbirth and Children used to die very young, and so they, they, they averaged it, as you say. But a, a trip to a graveyard, and you'll see the truth of the people either died young or in childbirth, or they lived right into their 80s, 90s. Yeah, and not a graveyard will show you the truth right away.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, you take a walk through that graveyard, and it's either born in 1901 and died in 1905. Or born in 1901 and died in 1990,
0: isn't it? It's but but, but I look further back than that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, of course, wars obviously cut a lot of lives short as well. But basically, it is statistical um, manipulation to make us believe that modern medicine is a good thing, and clearly, wow. uh, that's fascinating. It's not the case.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, what, what? One of the major. Points in this, uh, Clive, that you just touched on is is our diet, right? And and I, I think it's pretty much in in the public zeitgeist now that that we were sold uh, down the river that you know uh, we wanted to eat low fat, high carb diet and uh, eating margarine and all that kind of crap. And I, I think I, I I'm pleased that the public is now waking up to the fact that this was bullshit. And a lot of people are on key, key, this keto, uh, whatever they call it. Uh, ketose ketone diet or whatever they call it where they're eating a lot of fat but cutting carbs out and uh, uh, th- th- this is this is fundamental isn't it uh, and I know there's you've 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 personally of uh spoke about links between uh, alzheimer's and and this kind of uh, poor diet clive
0: well you know pretty much everything we've ever been told is good was for political financial gain was a lie you know uh, uh, <clears throat> as you're correctly saying, you were sold the low-fat lie, and you know your brain is made mainly of water. But the rest of what your brain is mainly made of is bad cholesterol. And we've been told that there's a type of cholesterol called bad cholesterol, which actually it turns out your brain is made made of. I mean, it's just so farcical you can't. It's hard to make it up. Uh, so everybody eating a low low-fat diet. Uh, and avoiding natural fats like cream and butter and cheese or fatty fish, fatty meat, all the people who believe the lie that canola oil or sunflower oil was a good idea, uh, if processed in a modern way, um, they've been killing themselves. The margarine, no animal, you you throw a bunch of margarine in a room full of starving rats or any other starving animal, they'll just ignore it because they're bright enough to work out it's not food. Interesting. And and then then there's milk. You know, there are two types of milk in the world. There's A1 milk and A2 milk. Okay. What is the better milk? Well, obviously, it's A1. It must be better. No. A1 is poisonous milk. A1 is the type of milk that Frisians, Holsteins uh, can produce. The white milk is often what is from A1 cows. Um, and... A2 cows are the old-fashioned ones, like the brown cows, like Jerseys and Guernseys, the traditional type of cow that have a low yield. But obviously, greedy people want high yields, so they bred the Holstein, for example, the black and white cow. And I'm sure pretty much everybody who's seen a Holstein just before milking has looked at those others and think those are too big. There's too much milk in there. That must be really uncomfortable. That's because they've been bred to be milk you know, milking machines regardless mm. of how a cow might feel about it and so your ancestors great 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 grandparents if you showed them milk that was white colored they'd say what's that and they wouldn't recognize milk because they'd say well look milk has about about at least a quarter or a third pure cream on the top and it's a sort of yellowy creamy color mm-hmm. you know, in the old days the cream was the best Everybody knew the cream. The whole definition of the word "cream" was the best.
1: Yeah, the cat that and got the cream. That there's the means cream roses to the top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's all these sayings in our in our in our sort of culture that that point to that.
0: And, and and the same with fat. You know, the fat of the land, the fatted calf. You know, they they didn't bring out the, the lean steak. They brought out the fatted calf.
1: Yeah, as with all these things, Clive, we we ignore our sort of intuition, don't we, on these things because because we're 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 forced down another path. Uh, But we
0: were indoctrinated and lied to in school in our indoctrination camp. Yes, it starts early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they taught us all these so-called.
2: What are what are some things your guys' parents told you as a kid, like that they thought was healthy? They told you to do. I remember I had to eat drink milk every day, and I hated it. Though I knew I, I could, I just could tell it wasn't for me. Did you guys have your parents telling Ma- you to margarine. eat or do anything?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, my mum said, you've got to eat margarine, don't eat butter. Margarine's better for you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I was a kid of the 70s, and we,
3: we'd have, I don't know, we'd have bread with uh, with Everything. sugar on it. <laughs> and tomatoes, yeah. you know I mean? Just weird things that nobody would sort of think of today, you know? What about <laughs>
2: you, Clive? Any any strange ones you, you remember? Because of bread and dripping. Yeah, sorry, Clive, go ahead.
0: But I, I, the thing was that um, bad food then is different to bad food now. You know, I, I, my grandparents uh, used to feed me Kit Kats, you know, the the sweet Kit Kats. And at that point, they were made with real chocolate, real biscuits, and stuff like that. But now they're made with soya flour. You know, who knows what they're made from? But you can guarantee that almost no traditional cool. food is, is made anywhere <laughs> near the same way that it used to be. yeah. yeah. And, so you know, uh, but as I say, food's getting getting worse all the time. It's definitely it modified; It is to be avoided at all costs. So, like so, the so tell us about
1: to so tell us about that link to Alzheimer's, uh, Clive.
0: Well, um, there there is a very famous uh, video now by a lady called Mary Newport, a medical doctor, and her husband got Alzheimer's so badly that when they asked him the, one of the traditional Alzheimer tests to draw a clock, you know, it's got, going to be from 1 to 12 and it's going to have two hands, he couldn't even draw a clock anymore. He was that far gone. Mm. She feeds coconut oil because that's a very easy form of cholesterol.
1: Oh yes, so I love coconut oil and uh, don't get me started uh, or otherwise I'll be there for ages, but I I am a coconut oil evangelist. I put it on my I put it on my balls, I put it on my face, I put it in my mouth, I put it everywhere Clive. Mr. Coconut. <laughs> so go on. Yeah, so, uh, so so he was actually it, it was he was his name was Alzheimer, right? This is a guy that discovered it uh and, and his wife gave him some uh coconut oil
0: uh, well you know, professor alzheimer uh called this new disease he'd never ever seen before because it didn't exist uh alzheimer's disease
1: and this was and when
0: it, co- it, co- it, co- it coincided with the introduction of the of margarines and oils into into Fuck. everything oh shit um, but but as far as this medical doctor was concerned, she was just concerned with her husband who'd lo- lost the plot. So she feeds him six tablespoonfuls of coconut oil every day. And within a fairly short time, he's drawing the clock again and is back in the room. But she could have given him uh, lots of uh, real eggs. Yeah. ...full of cholesterol... Um, but, I would just want to get back to to milk again for a moment let 's say we milked a, a cow and uh, we pasteurized the milk and then we gave the pasteurized milk back to the baby cow. How would the baby cow feel about that? Well, it would be incredibly ill because you 've just murdered its food you know milk milk is you know, white blood cells milk is alive it 's a living food for for baby cows but half, by the time we pasteurized it uh you've destroyed most of it, and it's become quite dangerous. So the people with dairy intolerance uh, are often not dairy intolerant, intolerant, but they're pasteurization intolerant.
1: Yeah, these lactose intolerant people, right?
0: No, that can be different. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are several different things going on. Um, And so a baby... say a baby uh, the mother can't breastfeed they're trying to feed cows milk to it and the baby appears to have an allergic reaction to this uh, cow's milk baby feed you give them unpasteurized cow's milk and most babies are fine with it just like the baby cow because you when you pasteurize something you kill it you know yeah uh, milk milk is full of healthy bacteria unpasteurized cheese it's much tastier because it's it hasn't been killed first yeah yeah so and, and of course uh, raw dairy while you can buy unpasteurized cheese anywhere unpasteurized milk is illegal uh, to sell in shops
1: so, so pasteurizing literally kills all the bacteria, right, and everything inside. Yeah, so
0: if, if, you, if you pasteurize your orange juice, you know, most of, a lot of the orange juice on the shelves has been pasteurized. A lot, lot of foods are pasteurized. It makes them last three times longer. Mm. That's, you know, you fucked see,
1: that, that's fucked up. That's fucked up because I always saw pasteurised and I thought, oh, ooh, pasteurized, I'll buy that. And it's,
0: no, it's such it was a purely fucking... commercial.
1: Yeah.
0: It was purely commercial. You see, uh, milk, uh, if, if you've got raw milk, you haven't pasteurized it, just raw milk, after about six or seven days, or however, depending on the heat of things, you know, thing to keep you in the fridge. Uh, uh, it it won't go off. Normal milk goes off. Oh, you know, pasteurized milk goes off. What uh, unpasteurized milk does is it goes sour. Right? It's mm. still totally edible, but pasteurized milk, when it goes off, rots.
1: Yeah.
2: So, what's the significance of that?
0: The significance is that um, you know uh, you can you can use sour milk <clears throat> to, to to cook with to make all sorts of products, um, and it's still alive. Even even yet, you know, we assume that both types of milk go off in the same way. But I say, real milk doesn't go off. You can make cheese from it. You can do all sorts of things. Mm. Whereas the pasteurisation it just destroys food. So. Um, uh, yeah, that, that, I, that,
1: that's interesting. Ain't ain't nobody making milk from the from the. Sorry, ain't nobody making cheese from the milk in their fridge now, right? <laughs> when it goes off, that's it. You throw it in the bin. There's nobody kind of, uh, you know, making that into kind of some craft cheeses. Is <laughs> <laughs> you know, from the plastic bottle uh, from Tesco's.
0: So, <laughs> so, so we've been so conned about food. What we think is normal just is not normal. For instance, uh, your great-great ancestors, um, if they'd picked a lemon, if they'd picked a grape, if they'd picked a cucumber, you would open them up, and there would be big, viable seeds that you could plant. When I was young, you bought a cucumber. It had a bloody great big seed in it that you could plant next year. Now everything is seedless. You don't get seeds in grapes much anymore. Everything's gone seedless. Uh, if an animal was seedless, it'd be totally useless. It would it would die out immediately because it couldn't reproduce. Is that kind and of analogous to true.
2: like like a chicken nowadays? Their breasts are ten times bigger and bones are smaller. Or what you know, they they engineer yeah. animals too, right?
0: Uh, absolutely, and one would wouldn't you know? If you were a gardener, you'd you'd get your two biggest, strongest ones and make sure that you bred the biggest, strongest ones and so on. So, so- there's it's always, always been. Every gardener has wanted to hybridize and make things better and better and better.
2: So, Clive, do you uh, do you foresee any kind of tipping point to us maybe heading the other direction on on all this like bioengineering of of all this stuff? Like, what what do you see as as steps or what what could be done to get us moving in the right direction? And, and what's your well, mission? Uh, what's your mission?
0: Okay, um, it's simple. It's simple. Uh, clearly, we have to, uh, using our incredible knowledge base, which, you know, the world is more intelligent than it's ever been and information is freely available, all the solutions have already been worked out. So many people have seen the horror of the modern world that people have been inventing solutions forever. You just don't get to read about them in the mainstream because it doesn't suit the mainstream to tell you that things could be different. So. What is the only problem on the planet, really, It's run by psychopaths. (laughs) Do we know who these psychopaths are? Well, yes, we do. Uh, We know where they live. We know who they are. Um, What if nice people ran the world instead of psychopaths? The psychopaths are in control of the corporations. They're in control of governments, obviously. And you can't become in, in a high position of power without them having something on you. You know, they've got to have... You picture of you in a compromised situation; they can blackmail you with later, or,
2: or or they have to pay their dues. So long, they're indoctrinated into that that psychology as well.
0: So th- the only answer I can per- perceive of involves cryptocurrencies, hmm. where somehow we need to get more and more people understanding the cryptocurrency, how it works, what they have got to do, how to get a wallet, so you, and the, then sorry. we, the people, could switch currencies on them, the government. Yes. And, Fucking so, so glad you said that. Overnight their money doesn't work anymore. They can't pay the armies, but we can. We can pay the armies double to not make, make war. But it has to be global overnight, everybody all at once.
2: Right. No, that's it's interesting. But, uh, so, so play that scenario out. How do you think it would go down? What if you know if, well, if
0: well, yeah, well, uh, look, what, what happens is you say uh, um, it has been illegal for the banks to have charged you interest on, on fictitious money that they just made up out of thin air. Therefore, we're going to give you the interest that you've paid in your entire lifetime back in, in cryptocurrencies right now. Get all the money back that they stole. Those people who enslaved you uh, and took a percentage of, you know, you, you do the work. Somebody else takes most of the money. That's called slavery, and that's the world system at the moment so i think if it was done at the right time in an intelligent way and enough uh,
1: people and enough people organized and got together that that's the point isn't it that you need strength in numbers
0: well you know look what happened in cuba in the early 90s 1990 that that's sort a of period of time the soviet union fell apart very fast, very rapidly nobody really started coming very much so cuba Uh, back in what it was, 1990, suddenly realized that the last boat full of diesel fuel was due to dock in a few weeks. And after that time, the trucks wouldn't run, uh, the fact that the the tractors wouldn't run, and everybody was going to starve to death because they were being blockaded by America or whatever, you know, sanctions. They couldn't get any diesel. All their their mechanics were going to fall apart right mm-hmm. so they realized starvation was on the way they ripped up all the pavements in 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 Cuba in the towns and they started planting like mad every cuban on average lost 20 pounds of weight during during this period and they now have the most sustainable organic because they, they they had no they had no fuels so they couldn't make chemicals even if they wanted to they were forced to go organic forced to go natural forced to do it very cleverly and uh, there's a film called "Power of Community," Peak Oil, Power of Community, hmm. about the Cuban experience, and it's well worth watching because it's instructive.
2: So you think uh, if we're able to construct some sort of global fair monetary policy, that the, the trickle down from that is what would be needed to to change something like 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 well, food in the mainstream. We've
0: been lied to. The the propagandists, the the schools, lied to us. They said this. They said the love of money is the root of all evil. And people fell for it. It's not that. It's how we're controlled is with the lack of money. So that phrase should be uh, the lack of money is the root of all evil. Wow. You just
1: blew my mind with that. That's
3: awesome. So it's exactly what's happening today in that case. Whatever they say, whether it's the Patriot Act... It, or the Freedom Act, or whatever, just think the opposite, right, like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. All uh, right, let me throw another one at you. Gun control, right? Obviously, you can be pretty sure the we all agreed that guns are a really stupid idea, blah, blah, blah. However, um, the criminals are always going to hide the guns. You know, if I had a gun, and I, or I, I, yeah, I'm going to hide it, you can't ban guns. It's impossible. There's too many out there. You cannot ban them. So, what are you going to do? Let's say you had a choice. Now you could either give all the guns, like the Swiss do. The Swiss, uh, everybody has a gun. Every, everybody's got two rifles. Every person in their house locked up. Uh, you, who would you rather have the guns? Would you rather have your friends and you and the good guys have the guns, or would you rather? Would you rather that the people, the only people allowed to have guns, would be the police and the army, and the people who might be a bit nasty to you, who are controlled by the government? Which group? Would you rather give the guns too? And so if there was uh, um, a banning of guns in some way, you want to make sure that you and your friends end up with the guns. Switzerland's never had a war in recent centuries because everybody's armed to the teeth. Now, uh, what I'm suggesting is that people who are in favor of gun control haven't seen the whole picture that if they give up their guns, who gets them? And when asked to choose, they're bound to choose their friends and family over the police and the army, aren't they?
1: Exactly. Probably
3: not. <laughs> I mean, people are just so indoctrinated and brainwashed. I mean, just look at what's going on in America at the moment with the output, you know, the, the sort of fallout from the Parkland shootings. you got... You know, those sort of, uh, those teenagers being given the stage by CNN and, you know, we need to ban guns. Well, guess what? It's the government that's going to give you the guns and it's the government that's caused the problems in the first place. I mean, are you guys so dumb? Uh, (laughs) But I don't think they would be given a choice though, Clive, right? (laughs) That's the thing, right?
0: Uh, Well, you know, we, we have to decide that we don't want government. We don't need government. What if, what fifty one? Hang on. What if fifty one percent of the population of whatever country you're in decided that by not voting that we wouldn't have government? So you've got to vote for a government. If fifty one percent of people didn't vote, surely that means that we, we've the majority of us have decided we don't want government, and then government happen, and we can run our own lives. You know, your village knows what your needs are. You know, and if you needed help, then the next village next to you or a bigger town could help you. That's government from the bottom up. You know, we're all capable of looking after each other. We, you know, most human beings who aren't psychopaths love each other and care for each other and wouldn't want anybody to suffer. And once the ridiculous construct of money with interest is removed from our lives, we are the state where uh, we can do very well nicely. There is abundance. There's no shortage of space. We're not overpopulated. You know, everybody who thinks that just needs to look around at the big empty space.
2: Yeah, whenever, uh, you, whenever you fly in an airplane, right? And you, <laughs> you notice there's a lot of room.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of space, and there's a lot of space that's never been cultivated. Perhaps that maybe the food could be grown in. Why you know, are soil? Why are we guided.
2: kind of fed? What, is that a narrative that like that we're running out of space and that? Uh,
0: yes, yeah, it, that, what, that's what's one the, of the. What's
2: the purpose of that narrative? Like everybody spouts that off in mainstream media, and it, it doesn't hold any water to me.
0: Uh, the biggest weapon that they have is fear, yeah. right? So they will use anything to make you frightened. Because yeah. if you're frightened, they then step in and say, "Look, we will protect you." But yeah, that's fear, it. Yeah, we're, we're big fear, brother. Fear.
1: We're, we're we're your we're your uncle who's going to come in and protect it, protect yeah. you. That, yeah. That's fear. exactly
0: it. Fear. What what fear says is, "I need protection." What love says is, "You are safe."
1: Yeah, and you're free.
2: So, so Clive, would you would you consider yourself like like an, an anarchist or just libertarian or are terms like that even important to you?
0: Well, you see, the thing is that prior to about 1924, if you looked at any dictionary at that time and you looked up the word anarchy, the definition would be something like a state of perfection mm. where no government is necessary. Right. Then, governments change the definition in the dictionaries to see, violent revolution and chaos. Honestly, you know.
1: Clive, that, that's true. That's amazing! I, I didn't know Check that. Out. Man, you, you just blew sick? my mind well, look, again.
0: At the depth of the deception has been played out for thousands of years. That's you know, we got enslaved. The moment they they found a way to grow grains and crops, then they were able to enslave us. Prior to that, they couldn't. We were hunter gatherers, just moving around with the seasons and you know looking for food and stuff. You know, we did well sorted, but the moment that agriculture happened, we were enslaved and that have been ever since. And then, you know, so I'm an anarchist in the true sense of the word. Absolutely, yeah. I don't believe government is necessary. I don't want to be governed, yeah. and I believe that we, the people, we can take care of ourselves generously and lovingly, without too much problem. It's just the psychopath of the issue.
2: So, so Bitcoin's a system designed that involves zero human input, right? It's trustless. It's Crypto-
0: it's- Cryptocur- cryptocurrency is the answer. And uh, I'm afraid at this point I have to uh, go because I've got to take take somebody somewhere. Yeah. But I'd be happy to carry on uh, another day.
2: Yeah, that could be a part two. Yeah, we can do
1: a part two. Definitely. Clive, yeah. oh no, I I really wanted to ask you about your involvement with the Rothschilds. Have you got Have you got two minutes? No. You haven't no. got two minutes.
0: Oh, that's
1: <laughs> oh, a, that's okay. a brilliant Cl- cliffhanger. cliffhanger, though. That's l- brilliant. Yeah. What a fantastic way to end. Yeah, let's leave our listeners hanging on then. So, uh, Clive, uh, please, please, please tell people, tell our listeners where they can get hold of you if they want to uh, find out more.
0: Yes. Uh, I do consultations, and uh, if you want to find me, go to um, clivedekarl.com. You can email me uh, clive at CliveDacal.com and my second website is secrethealthclub.com. And you'll see the sign up details there. And um, I'm also to be found on steamit.com. If you want wow. to watch my
1: video. You're rocking it, Clive. Yeah, that is that is the true blockchain. Yeah. Steamit. <laughs> uh okay, Clive, thank you so much. Jimmy, where can people get hold of you, brother? Um, just come to Bangkok. As for Jimmy, and they'll yeah. point you in the right direction. <laughs>
3: you know, Willie
2: at, at Willie Delius on Twitter.
1: Yeah, and I'm at Crypto Mickey uh, on Twitter as well. Clive de thank you, you, man. You have been amazing. Thank you so much. You've enlightened me. You've blew my mind on on at least two occasions. Thank you so much, badass.
0: Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. Bye bye.